Hey guys, it's Dr. J. And Apostle Sherman. And we are so excited that you have tuned in for this week's message. We pray that it blesses you and helps to transform your life and the direction that God has for you. Enjoy the message. Hey, all nations, I'm so excited to see you this morning at Anwa at Home. If you're excited to be here, I want you to type in the comments, I'm ready. You're ready for what God is going to do today. Type into the comments, I'm ready. And listen, while you're at it, go ahead and press that supernatural button, the share button, and share this broadcast with someone around you. Go even further and tag someone in the comments and let them know that we are live and that God has a word for their lives. This is a great Sunday because we are starting a brand new series called Once Upon a time and uh, God is going to do something extraordinary in our lives as we dig into the word let's skip over to Matthew chapter 18 and verse number 2 Matthew chapter 18 and verse number 2 I am missing my ministry partner today in the pulpit um, we'll figure out another series to come back together um, if you're missing uh, PJ I want you to type into the comments I prefer her if you I prefer her. I know you out there, and it's okay. I'm fine with that. But I'm here today, and we're going to go to Matthew chapter 18 and verse number 2. And the word says, Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and becomes, become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of God. Verse 4, Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of God. I would like to minister a message to you this morning entitled, Like a Child, Like a Child. Thank you, gentlemen. We are starting again this new series, Once Upon a Time, and we're going through a journey of possibilities in God. Over the next several weeks, we're going to realize and understand that there is much more possible for us than what is impossible. I would think what's going to happen is that God is going to remove the caps off of our thinking, the caps off of our dream life, our vision life, and what we believe for ourselves can happen. Um, as we go through life and as we go through journeys, there's so much that offers us the understanding of a yes or a no. Um, we, we go through life and as we become adults, we start hearing the word no so much that it's hard for us to believe that we can have a yes. The truth in God's word is that his promises are yea and amen. In other words, God has a big fat yes for you. Uh, that's what it means. It means that God's word to you is simply yes. And there are more yeses than there are no's. And uh, I have to say that because the enemy and life and religiosity wants you to think that there are more no's than there are yeses. But the agreement in God and to walk with God is going to enter you into an amazing experiences of yeses. Here's the thing. If we do not expect yes, oftentimes we receive no, even when God is not giving us no. And so when you believe that I'm in a series of yeses, I'm in a time of yeses in my journey with God, when I go into a place, I don't walk in with negativity, I don't walk in with anything making me think that I won't receive what God has for me, but I walk with the yes that's over my head. Um, as we go through the process of possibilities, um, we want, I want you to know this, that God will cause for your wildest dreams, or better said, God's wildest dreams for you to come to pass. Some of you are like, well, no, 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 I want my wildest dreams. The truth is, God's dreams for you are bigger than what your dreams are for you. 
Your biggest dream is God's smallest dream for you. God has something so extensive planned for you that he's only given it to you in pieces, not to overwhelm you. But God wants to bring you into the place of realizing you're literally just a step away from, from what is possible. And something I want you to take down in your notes, if you're writing notes, take this down. If you're not writing notes, here it is. It is possible. I just want you to write that down. It is possible. What is possible? Whatever God's told you, it's possible. Whatever dream you've had, it's possible. Whatever thing you dreamed of even as a child, and I'll get there in a minute, but even as you dreamed as a child, because I want to let you know something, God dropped a whole bunch of vision to you as a child, and he dropped it on you before you understood no. He dropped it on you before life told you it was impossible. And what I believe the Lord is doing, I feel the Holy Ghost on this, he's taking you back to the dreams he gave you when you were 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And he's going to bring it into your 2020. Did you hear what I said to you? I didn't say 2021. I said he's going to bring it in to your 2020. And he's going to bring it into your now so you can experience what God has for you. But if you're going to experience what is possible... We have to understand childlike faith. Childlike faith. Childlike faith. And uh, we got to take a deeper look at this concept of childlike faith because oftentimes when people hear this, they think immature faith or blind faith. That's not childlike faith. See, the, the childlike faith enters into the place of realizing that my dad has me. That he's going to take care of everything. That everything is in his control. It's not that. It's not blind faith that I'm just moving and thinking something is possible uh, without having any evidence that it is the will of God or the word of God, and I'm just traveling and moving. No, no, no. It's with assurance that my Father has me and that He's got me. Childlike faith is where God wants to press you into, and it doesn't mean you're going to regress back to diapers and pacifiers in the kingdom, but it does mean that you're going to change. It does mean you're going to change because God wants to move you beyond the no to the yes. Our text today, Matthew chapter 18 and verse 2, I love it. Jesus is talking to the folks. Somebody comes to him and says, hey, who's going to be greatest in the kingdom? And Jesus is like, let me lay this out for you. He says, he said, calls the little child as an example. And he brings the child up and he talks to them. He said, unless you are converted. I love that. We can stay there all day. Unless you are converted, unless there is a change and a transformation in your thinking, unless you are converted, and not only that, if you have to become as this little child, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. That's major. He said that you're not going to even enter into the kingdom of heaven. And I don't want you to just think about heaven when you die. I want you to think about all that heaven has available. See, it is possible to be saved and not fully enter the kingdom. I know y'all like this because you think that, that you think that all salvation is racked up to be is when you get to heaven. But I want you to realize that there are some things that are available to you that you are missing out on the king in the kingdom on earth because of the fact that you have not embraced childlike faith. He talks to them and this is what he says. Whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom. In other words, you've got to get to the place where you don't feel like you've got it all together. You've got to get to the place where you realize you have not figured it all out. Now, I know this is news to about 1,000 of you that are watching right now, speaking by faith. 1,000 of you 
who are watching right now online are at a place where you're like, no, no, that's not me. That's not me. Yeah. That's why we lean to more of our experience, our experience rather than what God says is possible. See, humility means I'm letting go of what I have known. I'm divorcing my thoughts up to this process. I'm leaving behind what life told me could and could not happen. Because all throughout my journey, there are all of these things that are forming together to make me believe what's possible. Some of you are made right now to be living a six-figure life. And you are moving on pure pennies right now simply because you don't believe it's possible. There are people watching me right now who are ordained to be in, in, in Fortune 500 companies. They're, they're ordained to, to lead major organizations. But what they're doing right now is working for somebody else at, at a mere place that they were never designed to work at. And they're simply doing that because they don't believe it's possible. We are living in spaces that God never ordained for us to live. Now let me help you without this. Let me help you through this rather. What do you have to understand that God is not going to say that heaven... Uh, has streets of gold and then have you looking at a shack on the earth. Is this on? I said, God is not going to tell you, you know, he'll just reach one day, one day, one day, one day beyond. We're going to get there and we're going to walk the streets of gold one day, one day, one day. No, today. Today is the day and I'm not going to wait to heaven to get there. I'm going to experience the kingdom of heaven. But in order to experience the kingdom, you preaching, boy, in order to experience the kingdom of heaven right now, you've got to embrace. This is what he said. Humble your big tail. Humble yourself and realize you actually have it much less figured out than what you've understood. <laughs> when you think about once upon a time, we think about all of the stories that we read as children. And as children, as we read these stories, some of you, some of you don't believe in reading and didn't believe in reading then. Uh, you know, it's your parents' fault. But, but, but the facts are that we went through journeys, some of us, and we read. And when we read, we heard about all kinds of possibilities. Things that seemed like, uh, like that they were only a dream. It was all a dream. Okay. Uh, so some of you, uh, yeah, blessings. Here we go. So we, we, are, we, we lived this life and we read these stories as children to give us understanding. It was supposed to form for you what was possible, meaning anything. Anything is possible. I, I, I want to stay there for a minute. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Anything can happen. And what I love what the word says about it is that with God, anything or all things are possible in him. It's, 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 what happens is that we get so connected to our humanity and we get so connected to uh, who we've been and what we've experienced that we don't understand that we've got him with us. And so because we have him with us, it's possible. We've got to humble ourselves and become like a child. We have to be like the one who looks around them and thinks anything is possible. My, I have a two-year-old um, son. He's the most amazing thing on the planet. And uh, it's Sherman Dumas the third. And third amazes me on a regular basis. 
because his third lives life, it's nothing impossible for him. I, I literally think he thinks he can fly. He said it before, watch me fly, you know. He, and, and, he, and he jumps off, you know, to go and fly. And, um, and I've, one day I remember, I almost told him, son, you cannot fly. And, and something stopped me when I was about to say it because I realized that why isn't it possible for him? Now, now I'm, I'm not saying that, you know, men can fly and follow me. I'm not going to tell him that what he believes is possible is impossible. I decided I would not build a culture for him in our household that starts telling him that things that he thinks is possible is not possible. The truth is, it's possible. I won't even go there for you. But if, if God told him that he was made to fly, he could fly. <laughs> yeah, that is. If God, if God told him, if God told him that he can soar, he can soar. I want him to believe that it's possible for him. There's some principles that I learned um, from watching the life of, of Sherman the Third and watching um, the scriptures that I want to drop for you today that I believe are going to help you. Here's the first thing that I want you to write down today. One of the, the, the aspects of being um, like a child and living out childlike faith is this. Children are audaciously bold. Children are audaciously bold. They have this, this kind of internal thing in them. And of course, I'm speaking in general. They have this in, internal thing in them that pushes them to, to, I mean, to say what they mean, to mean what they say. Uh, I have another child, and, and um, I have several. And, uh, and uh, this one is John Paul. And John Paul says what he means. And then he looks at you like, what? You didn't hear what I said? <laughs> It's this thing in him where he's bold to say literally whatever he thinks to what comes to his mind. Now, here's the thing. People try to shut that down in children, and I get it. We must be respectful, and children must be respectful. But it's something in them innately who just want to say, hey, this is what it is, right? And then life starts happening. It tries to hush us and make us quiet. But the Lord wants you to become audaciously bold. He wants to take you back to the experience of a child and bring it into your now as a grown-behind person to live out that boldness in your life. First Samuel chapter 17. Somebody say pre-sermon. First Samuel chapter 17 is where we want to go. And I want to go to these verses because we're going to hang out at verse 34 for a minute. It's because we've, we've read it so many times and, and, I, and I know you heard it so many times, but let's just see what God might say to us today. Um, in verse 34 of first Samuel 17, the Bible says, but David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion or bear came and took a lamb of the flock, I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by its beard, my God, and struck and killed it. Let's pause for a minute. We were at a point in our story where you've known many times you've heard the story of David and Goliath and David comes out and bringing some um, lunch to his brothers and he brings a meal to his brother and he finds a whole lot of commotion happening and he's watching grown men run and be scared. David, most theologians believe that right now he was somewhere between the age of 12 and 16 years old. He was a young boy who showed up on the scene and saw grown men running. Uh, but there was something inside of the young boy who saw grown men running. They said, what's the problem? 
What's the issue? What's going on? And they begin to explain him, explain to him that there was a horrible situation of this giant that was literally taunting the people of God. And so David says, you know what? Let me explain to you what I have experienced before. Let me explain to you how I understand that today, even though it seems impossible for these that over there that are crying and hiding, it's possible for me. Let, let, let me. let me explain to you how my mind works and how my thinking is. This young child comes on the scene and says, I can make it happen. Verse 36, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Seeing that he has defied the armies of the living God. Verse 37. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Somebody say, it's possible. You got to show up just like David did in every circumstance that you see in life. He begins to look at his God and he begins to look at the possibilities of what God has available beyond what the enemy is doing in and around him. Many a times the enemy, just like Goliath, will try to rise up above you. He seems like he's larger. He seems like he can do more. He seems like he can accomplish more. But it's all in how you view yourself. Here is David, much smaller and younger than this guy who is a, a, a historic warrior. Someone that people have looked at who have won many wars. And he does not look at the giant and say, I can't take him he doesn't look at the thing that is stacked up higher than him and say I can't take him he rather looks at it and say I could take him any day what are you looking at in life right now that seems so much higher than you stacked up so bills stacked up so high circumstances stacked up so high that you're literally looking up at these large circumstances what are you saying to yourself about what is possible what kind of conversations are you having internally i believe that in order for david to have those conversations externally there had to be some conversations internally I believe for him to tell, to tell them, let, let me add him, let me add him. There had to be something on the inside where he began to have those conversations. Every single day, you are having conversations with yourself about what is possible. Yeah. Every single day, those internal conversations are happening about what could actually happen. What I want you to do for a moment is assess your internal conversations. Because if we can get your internal conversations aligned with the possibilities of heaven we can get your external expression to the next level did you hear what i said if we can handle your internal conversations your external expression will go to the next dimension and you won't get you won't say i'm gonna wait to 2021 and when 2020 come around 2021 come around i'm gonna go ahead and do it this year is just gone or you can look at this year and say this year tried to take me on every single area but to hit my money try to hit my family i've been through hell personally me i've been through hell this year but i made a decision that i'm going to end this year with the greatest bang anybody has ever seen 2020 is not going to take me did you hear me 2020 is not going to take my money 2020 is not going to affect my family negatively 2020 listen to me 2020 has to give me back everything that it tried to take i'm about to run i said 2020 has to give it back i, I dare you to put it in the 
the comments real quick give it back 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 I refuse to end this year the way I started it the way it was in the summer the way it was even at the beginning of the fall there is something that's about to shift there is something that's about to change and what belongs to me is about to come in my hand somebody say give it to me give it to me give it to me he was bold let's keep talking he was bold to believe that what everybody else said was impossible was possible was possible was possible um and uh saul here's the conversation with david and this is what saul says to david go and the Lord be with you. I mean, he's like, try it. I mean, my God, we're going to let you try, right? Let's skip down to verse 40. We get to verse 40, and the Bible says, Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook. Five smooth stones from the brook. An unusual, an unusual strategy, an unusual strategy. The only kind of strategy that could come from heaven. When you begin to walk in uh, audacious boldness, you open yourself up to receive the strategy to kill what tried to kill you. When you move in audacious boldness, there'll come ideas that will come to you that nobody else has ever heard before, never ever accomplished, would never use in that circumstance. Yeah, yeah, nobody ever in life was like, let me go into my shepherd's bag and get five smooth stones in order to kill a giant. Do you hear me? He went in and he made a decision that I'm going to be open to the new thing or the unusual thing that God has has given me in order to accomplish what he sent for me to do. What has God been talking to you about that you've been ignoring? What kind of strategy has he given you to go and master wherever it is that he's calling you to and you have ignored it? Let's move, please. But, but, but the Bible says that he took the smooth stones from the brook, put them in his shepherd's bag in a pouch, and he, had, and he had, and his sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David. And, um, and, and the man who bore the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he sustained him. That's what he said. For he was only a youth, ruddy and good looking. Why did they put that there? The good looking part, I don't know, but I understand. And so anyway, verse 43. It says, so Philistine said to David, I am a dog. Am I a dog, rather? That you come to me with sticks. And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, come to me and I will give your flesh to the birds of the air and to the beasts of the field. I mean, he taunted this boy. Verse 45. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword and with a spear. And with a javelin. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. Ah, there was a different understanding of who sent me into where I was called to go.
How can I be so bold because I know who's backing me? <laughs> How can I be so bold because it's not about my bloodline? It's not about my pedigree. It's not about my degrees that I receive. It's not about the job I have. It's not about anything else. But I come from the God of Israel who is backing me in this circumstance. And so I can walk out the dream that seems impossible in my life. Why? Because God is right there with me. My God, I can walk out what he told me to do because he's standing right by my side. Verse 15. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone and struck the Philistine and killed him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. I want to park there. There was no sword in the hand of David. The thing that everybody else used, he didn't have. The way that everybody else said that you would accomplish that, he didn't have it. In other words, many would think that he was ill-prepared. Many would think that he didn't have it. How much has God been talking to you about that everybody else has been checking out your bank account before they tell you to go? What has God been talking to you about that you've looked around and looked at the staff around you and said, I cannot accomplish it? What has God been talking to you about? God says you don't need the sword. Whatever the sword is, God told me to tell you, you don't have to have the sword. All you got to have is the strategy that he gave you. And you're about to accomplish more with no sword than people that have been carrying swords their whole life. Good God. You are about to accomplish more with no sword than people that have been raving and storming and throwing swords their entire existence there is something that's about to awaken in you i need you to type in the comments real quick i don't have no sword i know it might sound a little ghetto but tell them i don't got no sword i ain't got no sword all i have is a strategy that god gave me and i'm about to win and i'm about to win big i'm about to win and i'm about to win big because god is with me number one children are audaciously bold number two Children are completely dependent. Completely dependent. Completely dependent. It's this idea um, that as we become older, um, it makes sense, but it doesn't at the same time. It's this idea that we should become independent. And, and surely we should, you know, uh, you should be able to brush your own teeth. Hello? Um, you should grow and comb your own hair. Uh, these are, you should put your own clothes on, wash your own drawers. These are things that you need to learn to do independently. Okay. Uh, but as you go through the journey of life, you've got to be careful to know that independence has its place. But the life of the believer should be a life of dependence. Not from the aspect that I should make sure that I have to check in with this one and that one and make sure that they like the idea, don't like the idea. But the, the idea of dependence is, first of all, I must be dependent upon God. The scripture we've been hanging around in is Galatians chapter 4 in our last series. And, uh, and, and we were in Romans as well, but in Galatians chapter 4, verse number 6, the Bible says, And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son in your hearts. Crying out, Abba, Father. This idea of Abba is the name, as you remember from our last series, that, that really relates to God as Daddy. The sense that 
I am not just seeing you as the Lord of my life, but I'm seeing you as the one that I depend on in order to process through. My, my child, my two-year-old, there are places and things that he simply will not do without daddy knowing or seeing it. Um, if I be honest with you today, um, especially um, in, in, in his recent weeks, um, I, wanted, I wanted to change my name. Uh, <laughs> call me something else other than daddy. Because, I mean, he calls daddy a hundred times a day. No joke. Like, like, anything that's happening in and around him, he's like, daddy, daddy, look. He, he has a combination of lick and look when he says it. So he says, daddy, look. Daddy, look. And he says it about a hundred times a day. Every single thing that he does. And then one day I was being annoyed by it and the Lord said to me really clearly, he said, that's how you should live your life. He said, you've gotten so independent that you don't talk to me about much these days. Y'all don't like this. You, you don't check in. You don't look at it and say, daddy, luck. Daddy, luck. Is this okay? Daddy, luck. Is this all right? Daddy, luck. Should I wear that? Daddy, luck. Should I go there? Daddy, luck. Should I be there? Daddy, luck. I believe that God wants to put a daddy luck on the inside of you. He's about to open up something in your life where you're going to become more dependent. I know you're grown. I know you're 16, 15. I know you're 20. I know you're 30, 50, 60, 80. But there's a dependence that you've got to grab a hold of. You will not get to where God wants to take you until you find your daddy luck. Child, when you cry out, Abba, it's daddy. It's daddy. When you cry out, Abba, it's daddy. I'm not, I'm not, just, a, I'm not just seeing you as father. That's an intimate place of a childlike trust. A trial-like belief that I believe that if I look to you, I'll get everything that I need. If I look to you, I'll receive everything I need to understand. If I look to you, I believe that your eyes are about to change in the right direction. God, I believe your eyes are about to turn in the right direction. I'm going to send my eyes to the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Your eyes are about to look up. I just need a little help. I got about seven minutes to finish this message strong. But I want you right there in the comments to say, look up, look up, look up, look up, look up. Look up, look up, look up, look up, look up. There is something that he's about to do in you. Well, you are no longer going to look to the left or the right. You are neither either going to look down. You are neither going to look at yourself. But there is something on the inside of you who's going to press you to cry out, Abba, 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 Abba. Daddy, luck. Daddy, luck. And something new is about to hit your life as you point your eyes to heaven. Something's about to shift around you as you point your eyes to heaven. Your dreams are about to come to pass daddy look I gotta go here's the third thing children trust children trust when you really watch a child and I'm not talking I'm, I'm, children you know who experience a lot of trauma are a little different but when you when you when you experience a, a child in general they are very trustworthy they're very trustworthy people, and, and, and they'll begin to look at people, they'll connect with them, and, and, and they'll, 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 they'll talk to them, and they'll, they'll say things to them. And, and my child, my 13-year-old, um, uh, he's amazing, bless his heart, and uh, my 13-year-old 
has never known a stranger his entire life. So my 13-year-old will sit down with anyone. He's been this way since he was two. He will sit down with anyone and have a full-out conversation with him. I mean, run it down. We have guests that come to the church, you know, minister here and there, and I'd be like, oh, Lord, come Makai. Because if Makai comes in, he's going to sit down with these guests, <laughs> and they're about to have the conversation of a lifetime. Why? He just feels like it's a safe environment. He trusts easily. And, and, and it's not a thing that I want to steal from him. Uh, I, I don't want to steal it from him. I got to show him how to direct it. And that's what happened to you. Somebody told you to stop trusting. So when people came around you, you were supposed to trust you and trust them. Some of you, I'm your pastor and you don't trust me. And it's because of the fact, I said that, I'm going to say it again. I'm your pastor and you don't trust me. And you have the mindset of that I have to know you to trust you. But the truth is, you got to trust by leading of God. Whoever Abba directs you to, then you got to move in a direction of trust, even if you don't have the history with them to trust them. Good. I know most of us, we go in and we go in immediately coming from the place that I'm not going to trust you and I'm going to make you earn this. But the truth is, it will become dysfunctional to what God wants to get to your life. Because some places and people he's sending you to, you don't have time to be able to have history with them, to trust them. There are some places that God is going to send you in and there's going to have to be an immediate yes. There's some places you want your dreams to come to pass. You don't have time for a 30-day fast or have you come from God. You don't have time to go in consecration. You ain't got time. I got to seek the Lord. Seek him. He right there. Ask him. And stop this religious foolishness that makes you think that it has to be 60 days before you hear from God. Ask and you will receive. Knock and the door will be open to you. Seek and you're going to find that simple in the kingdom. You want to know if they're from God, ask them. The problem why you don't know that they're from God is because you just talked to God that one time and not consistently talk with him. So you have a lot of stuff that you got to muddle through to hear from them. But when you have a regular relationship with God, it's not a thing that I got to go on the fast to hear you. I just walk in and I say, God, what you want to do, huh? Should I trust them? They look like they're from hell, but it may not be me. You might want to use them. I don't know. You might be raising up a Cyrus. You may be raising up another. You may be raising up a wicked person that you are sending to send me what I need. And I'm not going to turn a different way because I got to trust you. Children, trust order to get where you have to go your trust must first be in God truth is the reason why we don't trust humans because we don't trust God the Lord told me that about three years in the pastoring he said stop being offended about people not trusting you because the reason why they don't trust you is because they don't trust me these are the same people that don't talk to me he said just like people avoid you these are the same people that avoid me you know, people that be acting like, oh, they're so intimidating. He said, they're the same people that say the same thing about me. He said, do not get offended. Don't take it personal. Because the truth is, they don't know enough about you to be intimidated by you. They're intimidated by what you carry. Me. 
He said, they're intimidated by what you carry, me. And so the fact is, they don't talk to me the way they should. And so that's why they're intimidated by you. That was just a little lesson. So in trusting in relationships, the first place you have to trust is God. I want to read to you a little, little verse in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. The Bible says, you know it, trust in the Lord with all your heart. With all your heart. Not half of it, not a part of it, all of it. All of it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. We talked about it earlier. You got to get rid of your life experience. Get rid of what you think is possible because of what everybody else has done and everybody else has said. God will do stuff through you that makes no sense at all. And take your voice places it has never been before. Three of my spiritual children said to me not too long ago, months ago, hey, I want you to do this thing. I want you to try this thing. After prayer, what if you went live? And what if you gave prophetic words to people live on Instagram? Me, I'm a risk taker. I'm like, okay, I don't know. Let's try it. Something that the Lord dropped inside of three of my spiritual children has become something that God has opened up majorly. Here it is. Why are you telling me this? If I had not trusted God to do something very unusual that people could look at and say and have said is scamish. Half said, he, he must be looking at the profiles of the people who go in there and say they want to come on so he can get the information. Mercy. Who have said all kinds of things concerning it. But then I would pay attention, if I'm not careful, to the negative voices rather than paying attention to all of the people whose lives have been transformed because I trusted God to do something. And God will take your word. Y'all don't want this. God will take your voice and breathe upon it. He'll take your life and breathe upon it and send it places that it never it doesn't happen for me because I'm special it doesn't happen for me because I'm an apostle it doesn't happen for me because I'm a prophet it happens for me because I'm a son that's willing to take a risk I'm trying to tell people around the world if you would just trust God you wouldn't be broke no more I said it if you wouldn't just trust God you wouldn't be in the situation you were anymore if you would just trust God he'll take you to the next level in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. I feel a, a path directing grace that's coming upon your life. What God is about to tell you which way to turn. Good God Almighty. Which place to be. Where, who, who to be with. And who to stand there with you. There is a place that God is opening up for you. I gotta go. Joshua 1 and 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. And do not be afraid. Nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you. Here it is. Wherever you go, good God Almighty. If you would just trust in the Lord. If you would just trust in the Lord. He's going to bring you exactly to where you're supposed to be. I saw a picture in the spirit this morning. I saw a whole bunch of trees who were planted and secured. And the Lord told me to tell these people this day. That I'm about to do something unique in their lives. If they'll trust me, I'll make sure that every place they're in, this secure they're secure and when the enemy tries to come they won't be moved because they're secure yeah when the enemy tries to take them they 
it won't anything won't happen that tries to pull them out of the way because they're secure there's a grace that's coming upon your life and the Lord says if you'll move in childlike faith I'll release to you the possibilities of heaven I want to prophesy to about a hundred people you are about to see it happen good God Almighty I said you're about to see it happen it's about to come on your life what seemed like it would never happen it's about to come on your life I dare you to start walking around in your house right now and just start saying it out of your mouth it's about to happen it's about to happen it's about to happen it's about to happen it's gonna happen all around me whatever God said is mine whatever God spoke is mine it's about to happen I'm gonna humble myself like a child I'm about to humble myself like a child and I'm about to experience the kingdom of heaven I'm about to humble myself like a child and I'm about to experience all heaven has available I refuse to be at a low place and I refuse to be at a place where I've never been before but I'm about to grab what belongs to me it's mine it's mine it's mine it's mine it's mine it's mine and you can't have it it's mine and the devil's not gonna rob me it's mine and I'm gonna walk into it I'm gonna live into it I'm gonna be exactly who he created me to be it's flat out mine I tell you to go to clap your hands right in your house what's wrong with you I said I dare you to go to clap your hands right in your house lose the praise real quick because there's a blessing of the Lord that's about to hit your family the blessing of the Lord is about to hit your life I dare you to go to clap your hands real quick clap 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 Lose the praise real quick. Lose the praise real quick. Lose the praise real quick. I ain't just talking to them, I'm talking to y'all. Lose the praise real quick. Lose the praise real quick. You are on the other side of the greatest miracle you have ever seen. It's about to happen. It's about to happen. You will make more money than you ever made in your life. This will be the poorest you'll ever be in your entire existence you're about to see your business go to the next level your family is about to be healed and whole what you've been believing God for your faith is arising your courage is arising and what God said is yours you're about to have it in your hand just bow 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 before him and become humble like a child and there's something he's about to lose to you I'm about to go but I dare everybody in the room and everybody watching online I'm gonna give you 60 seconds to go stupid go crazy and give God the best praise you can go ahead and praise him go ahead and praise him go ahead and praise him about to shift for you I believe it it's turning around my god I feel that I said it's turning around 
work of God. I said it's turning around for your good. I gotta go. Lift your hands. Right where you are, lift your hands. Father, I thank you. Just lift your hands right there in your home in front of the tablet, the phone, whatever device you're in front of right now. If your hands, the Lord is doing something so powerful for you. You're about to walk in it, becoming like a child. You're going to experience what seemed like it was only a dream. It's going to manifest for you. I curse doubt and unbelief. Find the spirit of pride. And I thank you, Lord, that you're awakening in us today humility. Your word says you give grace to the humble. Thank you for grace. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. It is possible. It is possible. Put it on your computer. Write it down and put it in your car. It is possible. Yeah, put it on your home screen, on your phone. It is possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Text it to your friends and your loved ones. It is possible. It's possible. Something is happening for you. We believe it's manifesting. We seal this word and we bless you in Jesus' name. Wow, that was amazing. Agreed. We want you to stay connected with All Nations San Bernardino. Do not let the uplifting stop here. Join us on Facebook or Instagram for more amazing content. We want to connect with you. And guess what? If you're in town or even out of town, come visit us at All Nations San Bernardino all the way live.